So I saw the the topic for today's episode, and I, I felt like it was very timely. Today we're talking about uh, when your boss changes everything about your day or your week. You've made a plan. Suddenly your boss says, I need this ASAP or just drop everything you're doing, and now you've got to, to adjust. Mm-hmm. So I want to stretch that idea out a little bit. I came back from walking my kid to school today, and I was in the kitchen with my wife, and suddenly I heard a weird sound in the other room. And nobody else is in the house. So I was like, what is that sound? And it turns out that my beloved cat, Todd, has knocked over our television. I thought you were going to say died. I, no. Okay. <laughs> he knocked over our 65-inch television onto the ground today. Okay, that's worse than dying. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so suddenly now we go like, great, now we don't have a television and can I fix this television? And like the emotional hit to that of going like, great, I just bought this a year ago, all these other things. So I feel, so that rearranged my morning. I'm trying to figure out, can I fix it? Is there a warranty? What does that look like? So I'm in the space where I feel like Todd is sort of my boss. He's my cat. <laughs> you know, he, he does dictate a lot of what happens. So I am in that space of going, my plans have suddenly changed and I have to regroup. I do think today will be really valuable. I mean, I think, you know, we're specifically talking about your boss um, because I think that is a pain point a lot of us feel from time to time. But I think it's true when your cat does something they shouldn't be doing. He's in charge, apparently. (laughs) But so many people, you know, work from home or work for themselves like essentially you still have a boss. Like it could be, you know, your very best client or I don't know, your business partner. You know, I think there are lots of people that could fill this role of boss in this episode. So let's see if it works. Let's see, Nick, if what's your what's your cat's name? It's Todd. Okay, Todd. Todd okay. Let's let's see how to help you deal with Todd today. This works so well. I'm so glad your cat has like a person's name. It's, uh, okay. We have Todd and we have Greg. So <laughs> Todd and Greg. You know, it's my hard. question is: Do either of them resemble sweater cat? No, they don't. No, they're okay. I don't tell they're them, but neither of them are that cool. <laughs> I can say that today because I'm mad at my cat. <laughs> So today we're going to help answer those questions by walking you through four steps to get you where you need to go. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Monday. I'm Verbs here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday to you all. Happy Monday to you, Verbs. It's good to be here with both of you, virtually speaking, that is. Yeah, happy Monday. So obviously we're in this scenario, we've got hypothetical bosses, Todd, and this happens to all of us at some point. 
you've had your, you've done your weekly preview, you've even got your daily big three, and your boss comes in and throws a giant wrench into your day. We've got four steps to walk you through um, how to deal with that. And the first one is to lead with yes. I know that may be not what you're thinking or how you're feeling in that moment, but if your boss comes in with a time-sensitive request, it actually is an opportunity. And again, I know that it doesn't always seem like that, um, but if you think about it now, ahead of time, before it starts, maybe in the moment you'll be able to see it for what it is. So you have the opportunity to really shine in that moment and it gives you the opportunity to maybe even make your boss look good because it's time sensitive for them as well. That's why they're asking you for it. And so lead with yes and have the opportunity to earn the reputation for reliably solving problems. Okay, so that's the first step. It's just to come in it with a yes attitude. I feel like I'm having a a bit of a problem with this first step. Um, Are you? How about you start with uh, lead with yes. (laughs) (laughs) Therein lies my problem. So if I start with yes, as we go into this second step, which is take a step back. When we're taking a step back, we're saying, hey, this seems like it's an urgent situation as our our boss is bringing it up. And it's, it's tempting to just react to what they're asking us to do, in which we would say Yes. Right. But what if yes is not the answer that we could legitimately go with at that time? Does that make sense? So, again, with this first step, you're leading with yes, more in your your being and in your mindset. Like you are coming to this as a person that is willing to engage in solving problems. Now, we're going to walk you through the next couple of steps that are going to help you kind of assess how to to deal with this. But from the beginning, what your boss really wants before anything else is to see you as a collaborator in you know meeting the objective of getting the work done, okay? And so if you come at it with that attitude, you're gonna be much more successful at the next three steps. I like that. Thank you for that addition, Courtney. Now we can proceed with the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> The second step is to take a step back. And what this means is sometimes when you get a request, it is urgent or it it very much seems urgent and you abandon whatever you're doing and you just start reacting as if something's literally on fire. We use the analogy, oh, there's fires I got to put out. The reality is... (laughs) Most of the time, unless you're a firefighter, then please just don't take a step back. In this case, slide down that cool Go floor from the second floor, you know, and put on and react, please. But if you're not a literal firefighter, it pays to even take five minutes or 10 minutes to resist the temptation to just start engaging in the work and to go, okay, great. So now things have changed. The, the landscape of my day is changing rather than simply react and jump in and start fixing, take a breath and step back and move to step three, which is dot, dot, dot. So step three, 
would be assess implications. This is probably my favorite step of today is assessing the implications. So as Courtney, Courtney mentioned, yes, we want to be you know in the posture of being ready to help creatively solve problems that come up come up to us or solve tasks, or maybe it's a project that's pivoting. So we want to be in that posture to say, yes, let's figure it out. But when we get to this point of assessing the actual situation and looking at what are the implications of the request um, that our boss is making, because with that, there's going to be some other things that do need to shift to the side for that moment until that thing is um, taken care of. So this is the moment where we have to look through all those solutions, what can be deferred, what are some new uh, priorities and how will we need to allocate our time to do what our boss is asking us in this in this change? And so I think when we get to this this step, then we can actually we're armed with the information that we need to go back and really define to our boss. Hey, we can do this. We're ready to do it. This is what it's going to take. This is how long it's going to take. And this is what may need to be paused while we work on this uh, current situation that you want us to take care of. Well, you probably know the benefits of a compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. So once you've finished those three steps, you know, you're coming into it. Step one, you're having an attitude of yes. You know, you're taking a step back and then assessing the implications. Then in step four, you're recalibrating expectations. So you've already recalibrated your expectations during the last step. Now it's time to recalibrate others' expectations. So this might be the time where you've got to go back to your boss and kind of give them a timeline on when they can expect whatever they've requested. Or it might be a time where you're updating them on some other projects that you were working on to let them know, hey, I'm going to have to reprioritize these things and and make sure that's cool, basically get their feedback on that. Um, And then you've got to recalibrate expectations of other collaborators. It could be other projects that people are waiting for things from you on, or it may just be, hey, I've got to pull in some other people to actually get what my boss has urgently requested done today. Courtney, question for you. As a boss, uh, do you have a, uh, an example of 
maybe like a heavy duty pivot that you showed up Monday and just let your team know, hey, guys, I know we've been going this way, but we now need to go this way. Yes, I certainly have. Actually, recently, now it wasn't like a Monday morning, but there was a a project, a big project that um, really everybody in our company had been working on, but we had to change paths. And some work had already been started on that project. Mm-hmm. And I had to say like, hey, we need to pause on that. And I need you to work on kind of this new direction that I'm laying out. And I think that the reason I really like this content and even that very first step of, hey, start with an attitude of like, yes, is because in that moment, it is really easy to do the exact opposite of that. It is so, everything in us wants to like actually put our heels in the ground and just like, you know, like, no, this is not what we had we had going on here, you know, <laughs> this is not what I've been working It's not for. on my daily big three today. Yeah. And I mean, there are so many times, I think so many people that rise up in leadership have the ability to look at changes or, or things that are coming from their boss and say, okay, I, yeah, this is different than what I was expecting, but how do I come at this? with an attitude of yes, how can I actually be a great team player here? So many times I see those people are the, the ones that rise up um, in leadership roles in the future. And um, so it's a really great skill, no matter where you are in an organization. Sure. So I do want to say on behalf of people that lead people, one, you know, in general, I don't think bosses are just looking for how to blow up your day. You know, I don't think that's like the evil agenda, (laughs) even though I know sometimes it can feel like that. So that's the first thing. The second thing to other people, if you lead people, I think one thing that I learned early on was to make sure that I'm communicating the context for what I'm asking and the real goal rather than just like, hey, go do this thing, because a lot of times the people on my team can solve the problem better than I can if I will give them the context and what I'm trying to achieve. And so, so many times when I trust them with that information, they will exceed my expectations versus just like, hey, go do this, the thing that I think should be the way that you do it. And so not only are my expectations exceeded, but also gives them the opportunity to really showcase their talent. It's really a win-win for everybody. So it's that time once again to where we get to hear about your questions that you've posed in the community. So our producer, Nick, will now pose that said question. Nick, what do you have for us? Thank you, Verbs. I like the That was such a formal setup. I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> All right. This question is from Amy, and I'm actually sharing this because our dear Blake participated in this conversation. So I thought it might be nice to have him talk a little bit about it. So Amy writes, how do you treat goals that will take all year to complete? This year, one of my goals is to get published by the end of the year. I knew when I set the goal that it would take a full 12 months to complete the necessary steps, and it would be delusional to think that I could compress this goal into a single quarter. But... When I set my quarterly goals, 
does that annual goal effectively become four goals, one per quarter? It seems that the full focus recommendation to only focus on two to three goals per quarter, that a year-long project effectively becomes four annual goals. How do you handle this? Blake, I leave it to you. <laughs> she had also added some some context where it became clear that her actual struggle wasn't understanding that as a concept, but of the implications of that concept. Meaning in the planner, there's all these life domains and you go, man, I want to, when I get in goal setting mode, I want to improve every area of my life and I want to have balance. That's a, that's a word people bring up a lot. I want to have balance, meaning I, I want all areas of my life to be improving. And the way I think I've got to do that is to have a goal in each of those domains. But in Amy's case, all of a sudden she has a goal that she realizes is going to crowd out her ability to do that. So what I shared in the group that I'll paraphrase for you listening is essentially that balance comes through strategic imbalance. Balance comes through strategic imbalance. There's never Mm. balance. Everything's always out of balance but it's strategic because you are balancing. So in other words, if you think about how do I achieve balance in my life, you don't look at how how can I set a big goal in every life domain? Because if you did that, you probably wouldn't be able to achieve very much in any life domain. But what Amy has done is set a really big, exciting goal that this year that's gonna improve one life domain and she may focus on another later and next year. So that, that's one piece is that there is going to be some imbalance. But the other good news is that if you set your goals correctly, you're looking at it, the analogy, the word picture I think of is a domino. You're thinking of, well, if I set this goal, how does that benefit my other life domains? So I posed two questions for her to help her think through this. One question was, which life domains will not be indirectly and positively affected by my pursuit of getting published because the truth is some life domains will like let's say for instance it's you know if you have an income goal that's gonna affect your domains of your avocational your hobbies or your relationships or if you have a marital goal uh, that's gonna help you create a better parental you know that'll improve your parental domain or your health or your emotional domain Everything affects other things, right? So by asking the question, which life domains will not be indirectly or positively affected by my pursuit of that goal, now you've realized, okay, what life domains should I use? This leads to the second question. What is one goal I could pursue that would create the biggest domino effect on those remaining life Mm -hmm. domains? So that was the thought. Hopefully you listening, if you've felt that way as well, like, ah, I'm not going to have balance if I just focus on one goal. No, no, you will have balance because you've focused on one goal and you can use those questions to help you figure out what else you may want to address. Thanks for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the entire World Wide Web. So share it with your friends and don't forget to join us in our Full Focus Planner community on Facebook and get some more questions answered by Blake. In the meantime, we'll be back (laughs) next Monday with another great episode. Until then, stay Stay focused. focused.
Because when you're focused in your planet, and then you're planning and you're focused, and you got your weekly big three. Dude, that's hey. true. <laughs> well, well, here's a little story about a man named Jay. More about me, everybody kept the family fed. Until one day he was shooting at some food, it up came a bubbling brew. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.